Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravishing flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the pyramid This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio Hi, this is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd, and with me I have the other co-host of One Nation Radio. I think I call myself the host of starting and do co-host. My bad. We're both co-hosts. It can both be ours, right? Like we just, right, right now, because I'm, I'm recording a podcast, I guess we quote-unquote say that I got, I keep, I got, I'm keeping the bike at my crib, right? So what's yeah. going on, Rich? Not much, man. Just uh, progressing further through uh, getting my crap together that's accumulated over the years and throwing crap out, and thus I am coming via the cell phone. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we got to figure out what's going on with, you, with, your, with your setup, bro. You yeah, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like my, um, like I, I don't know. Maybe when I, I'll get like better luck when I uh, move over to the new place, and. Uh, Maybe you just had to flip out the interface, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, the main roster is the main roster, right? Bro, it's it's, it's gonna be a disaster with this split roster. I, I can feel it. I, I can just feel it brewing. Like they already, uh, you know, doing double duty for for Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Everybody that they was promoting on that first show gone. Um, like, like, and that includes Becky Lynch. She's on Raw. Um, yeah. So these these ratings are down to two point four. So as I said, James, they have two Raws now. Essentially, it, it only took less than less than four weeks to for to run the network audience off. Dude, I. Last week I said to you, like, you know, I wouldn't be concerned unless it drops to two point four. I listen re- listen back to the podcast just today. And I said, no need to concern unless it you know, jumps to 2.4. Well, it hit 2.4 in week fucking three. So um, I'm, I'm still not necessarily concerned. Uh, but I it, it does raise my eyebrows at, like, just like you said, it took them all of 
two episodes for them to already lose all of the advantage they had game by moving to Fox. Yep. It's, it's or or you know, let's say all but like two hundred thousand of of the yeah. advantage. It's 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 wild. Like in the show, it wasn't like this second week show was good at all. The first week show was good, aside from you know the Kofi thing, but week two was just like. Oh, okay. Fuck finished to start off the show with this clown mask guy. Then we're just sending Stephanie out to name names, right? And you know, you you reap what you saw, I guess. I mean, that's it was wasn't a good show. Like these draft shows, I think people are hip to them shits. Them sh- why do you why should you care? Why? Yeah, They're nonsensical. It, they make no sense. Yeah, I wouldn't you know, I didn't watch either of them, so like they weren't gonna fool me. But it's like everything I heard that they could have done, they didn't do um, with this, you know, draft concept. And they could have just done so much cool stuff around it, leading up to it. And a lot of this stuff just doesn't make sense of who's drafted where and when. And right. I don't know, man. It's it, it's it's awful, and, and it's it's almost like the boom period was capped, James. Dude, like. Especially when it comes down to it, when it when we talk about the the casual fans or, or whatever else, the casual fans tuning in and they see that <coughs> Baron Corbin has been around for what two years and change now. Uh, like two three and a half years. Three and a half years. He debuted the night after WrestleMania thirty two. Okay. Or at WrestleMania thirty two. Okay, so he's been around for that long. He's been nothing but disappointment this entire time. He's like, he's on SmackDown. Click, <laughs> you know what I'm like Nakamura. What the fuck's Nakamura done in the last year and a half? Nothing, bro. That AJ Styles feud ended, and then it was like curtains for like like they keep him off TV for months. Randomly stick a belt on him. Keep him off TV some more. Right, a mid card belt, and then put him on the pre show, and then randomly, you know, they do him and Roman Reigns now. Yeah, like I saw people complaining that, oh my God, they're going to just sacrifice Nakamura uh, to Roman Reigns, so Roman Reigns wins the belt. And I'm thinking, like, you might have had a point a couple years ago, right? Like before before uh, WrestleMania 34, you might have had a point about that. Like, right? I would have been there with you but like Nakamura don't give a fuck <laughs> like one Nakamura don't give a fuck two Sami Zayn is just out there just like I I want to like if and when he re-signs and signs a long term deal I'm just gonna be like okay so he just whatever I'm just taking the money I'm done I'm, I'm done it's like you gave up it's like you sign with WWE, you give up. I feel like if at this point, if you're Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn ain't never Sami. Like Sami Zayn is the one sh- shining example of there is of somebody that like, regardless of whatever has happened, still tries, still like shows, displays his talent despite what he's given, and it's been years, and they haven't tried shit with him since. Let's say 2018. Let Man. I wouldn't even I, I wouldn't agree, but if you were one of those people to say, well, remember when he turned hill with with uh or no, sorry 2017, uh, well, remember when he turned hill with with Kevin Owens and on SmackDown and whatever else is like, 
Yeah, what did they do with that? They did become tag What did it lead to? Right, it led to nothing. But, like, let's say, you know, that's what that's you want to do. Like, but he's been around since fucking 2016. Um, anyway, so... Uh, but when it came to the Nakamura Romans thing, I'm like, okay, so you know that Survivor Series is coming up. Do you want to see AJ Styles versus Nakamura again? I fucking God, no. Like, oh, please. my God. So, I'm like, look, when they, when they announced that match, I'm thinking, like, great. Put the belt on Roman. Give me Roman Reigns, AJ Styles. Any, who who would disagree wanting to see that match? Like, that's one of the few great things they've done in the last three years of WWE television, right? Or four years, whatever you want to call it. So, nope. Nope. <laughs> Corbin, Corbin in for the fuck finish. Brian evens the odds. Tag match into the show. Look, they doing so, shit. They're doing shit on SmackDown on Fox the same way they used to just basically do throwaways at on uh, SmackDown 2011 when like it was the B show and like the only star on the show was like Randy Orton and a budding Daniel Bryan. It's like Jim Valley was saying on Wrestling Observer Live. It's the same show. It like. <laughs> No matter what, it's like the characters may change, but it's the same thing. And you can like take this back even to what they did with Roger Strong and NXT. It's like every time there's two people fight for a number one contender and the champion attacks them, they turn it into a triple threat. So all this makes me think is that the champion is stupid. Like, and it's the same shit on this show in this company all the time. Oh, and it's well. In theory, well, I'll put this like if we ain't gonna be know, no challenger. If we didn't know that uh, Velveteen wasn't really hurt, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, that is incredibly stupid. But they were like, we got to figure out something to do. In in theory, like they really didn't have to, but it was well, we had this thing promoted that's a that was gonna be a big match for next week. We're kind of screwed here. Let's you know basically add uh, Roderick to the you know the stuff that happens with Dijakovic and Lee. I would have just beat one of them and had one of them fight Roddy. That's how I would have done it, but whatever. Same um, here. Yeah, so I mean, because you know Roddy's going to win and probably pin Keith Lee and go out the back door. So, um, but, so but back to real Raw. quick on SmackDown, real quick no. on SmackDown, yeah. are they about to make Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns race to see who gets the Brock Lesnar and then they're going to handicap the race to make sure Roman wins? I think they're, I mean, I think the next, you know, six months is going to be them eventually being a tag team and then them eventually, like, facing each other and then him, instead of it being Braun Strowman, it's going to be Daniel Bryan and the Beast on the way to WrestleMania. Excitement. For me, it would just be, for me, I'd, I'd rather it be, nah, y'all be a team and then one of you guys turn on each other and wrestle each other at WrestleMania. I'd much rather see them wrestle each other at WrestleMania than we need Brock, we need one of them to fight Brock. Yeah. Like I won't. I, I'm I'm sick of Brock. I, I'm just I'm done. I'm fucking done. <laughs> go, like, go, please, bro. Like there's nothing else. He's even having good matches. I don't care. I, I'm just I'm just over it. The whole presentation is just we've seen it two million times. Uh, and it's funny because he's so inactive, but like when he does show up, it's always the same thing. Right. Like like what is exciting about a Brock Lesnar 
thing. And then it's funny that they, it, instead of, you know, using that big audience to have someone beat Brock Lesnar or something, try to make a star, no, let's just put it back on Brock because Brock's the star, even though he's not here. And you can't, and you have Brock on, you know, the contract you have him on, and then you have the belt tied up in that. So it's like, it just seems stupid at this point, doesn't it? To, to me, because you know you have to draw ratings, and he's not there. Right, right. So, like, why put him? Why not just make him a floater? And the thing for me is, it'd be more interesting if he weren't a champion, and you could have the attraction of fill in the blank is your top champion. Whoopty fucking do whatever. Put him, put him over there. But Brock Lesnar comes in. From month to month and decides to fight, I don't know. You get somebody hot for three months and then you say, oh, Ricochet, you wrestle him. Oh, Randy Orton, you wrestle him. Oh, Samoa Joe, you wrestle him again. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Like, that's more interesting to me than, than like, using the same actual- thing that we've seen for, for four years now. Right. Yes, James, I imagine it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it just feels, it just the show's aimless again and it's like y'all don't understand that like y'all y'all are doing this with the belts or whatever else but like when you take the fucking belt off your show the entire men's roster is aimless and they even tried this when they made uh roman intercontinental champion um and was that 2017 right yeah. They tried to be like, okay, well, he's a top everyday guy. Let's put him on. Let's put him on a secondary belt. That didn't work. He didn't like that. Only worked when uh, when he lost the belt to Miz. Because it doesn't the make sense. He had when he lost to Miz, or, right? Because it Orton, does, it, or Roman. Because it because it doesn't make sense in how WWE traditionally used that title. So when right. they put like somebody that's like way past that, like, oh, they're going to elevate it. Elevation doesn't exist in this company. No, it's like this is just what you're doing for the time period. Right. Like because like I like it was like the like we thought John Cena elevated the U.S. title, right? No, it was just John Cena. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're right. And I mean, but speaking of just, but then. Do you see what they did on Raw? Um, that that could that could uh, refer to literally like dozens of things. Okay. Oh well. I love this new part of the show where you where you tell me about things that I've skipped and I react to them on air. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so I didn't. I I love this. Okay, so. Okay, so they, I didn't watch Raw, I didn't watch SmackDown, but I saw the YouTube clip of Seth Rollins burning down Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse, whatever the fuck it's called, and I'm just like, didn't we just do this a couple years ago where Randy Orton burned down this motherfucker's, uh... His his his, his uh, sister's gravesite, and it wasn't a double turn, and we and that completely fucking immediately killed the gimmick when that happened. They so did it a fucking again. So let me get this right, <laughs> just just so I have my 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 ducks in a row here. Bray Wyatt has spent since after WrestleMania in this Firefly Funhouse gimmick, which. Right. Everyone kind of likes or thinks is creative or right. is some some kind of reverence for it, right? Yes. So the babyface champion who is 
in a feud right now, which he cannot get cheered. Right. They have him destroy the gimmick for the dude that <laughs> everyone likes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> this company is broken. Like, this is almost, to me, it's like... He will okay. never get cheered against Wyatt now. Yeah. This is almost like, okay, so we made, or we put this thing on our TV, it got over, everyone loved it, and... But y'all loved it too much. So... We must punish you. We are going to punish you for embarrassing us oh, or eight days ago, whatever, two weeks ago, by doing this. And it, it will pay off how and help Seth Rollins how. And then I, I saw some graphic that, yeah, I saw some graphic for their match at Crown Jewel. Match cannot be stopped for any reason. Yes. It was a it was a false count anywhere. Match cannot stop for any reason. Stipulation match. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? You have to go out of your way because you fucked up so badly at Hell in the Cell that you have to advertise that we there will be a winner and a loser in this fucking match. Trust us, please, please baby. Trust please, us. baby, don't leave. Yes. Please, baby, I won't mess up no more, baby. Please, please, yes. please, give me another chance. That that's yes. all this sounds that's like. Exactly Look, what it is. You know, I I saw that stipulation, James, and immediately I still assumed fuckery was coming. Same and you know here. what? And, 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 and you know what? I'm going to predict it now. So they said the match cannot be stopped for any reason, right? Well, you can't stop the match if you never start the match. You know, Seth Rollins can make his little entrance, swing the belt around his head, whatever he does, and then Bray Wyatt will annihilate him during the entrance, and there will be no match. <laughs> like, I'm going on the record now. There will be no match at Crown Jewel. Like... I don't understand what's up with this fucking company and their need to, like, book stuff and just find a way to get out of it after they do it. Like, they just want to get your hopes up and then not fucking do it. Like, for, I'm, I'm dead serious, right? Like, okay, let's, let's go back to, was it Night of Champions? The pay-per-view that was right after um, Hell in a Cell, right? Or right after Su SummerSlam, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Becky versus Sasha. Yep. They did a ref bump. They brawl up the or up the uh, 100 section through the concourse, back down the 100 section, back into the ring. The bell never rings, and they just say match over. While the ref yeah. never gets up, never recovers, just whatever. They did that. They did the Ray shit where they advertised for a week. Ray versus Seth. Nope. Still waiting on that match. Because Brock just destroyed Bray and Dominic. Four days later. I'm sorry, five days later. Sorry, bad math. Uh, seven seconds uh, title match. Yep. Go to pay-per-view two days later. A fucking ref stoppage in a Hell in a Cell match. Then on Friday no, after no, no, the no, draft. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Oh, my fault. Wait. They do the No. Uh, do the draft. The first pick of the draft no, will, no, no, will no, go no. to to right. a match with, right. with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Right. 
Fuck and the clown out. man, the clown man jumps out. Fuck finish out of that. Um, the next the next Monday, how are we gonna figure out who gets the first pick in uh on Monday? Oh, okay, we'll have Sasha Banks versus Becky Russell for it. Oh wait, Becky Sasha's really hurt. We just been false advertising it for three de- three fucking days, and then like hours before we're gonna just say nah. Obviously, we're putting Charlotte out there, so they knew she was hurt. They false advertised her. It's just like, what is going on? Like, and in, in the midst of it, Eric Bischoff has been fired. Yeah. So, when Eric Bischoff was hired, I believe we came on this show, and I have not listened to the archives, but I can pretty much sum up how I think I felt three months ago, that this would not last long, this was a horrible hire, and there's nothing that Eric Bischoff would bring to the professional wrestling business in 2019. Is that pretty much what happened? Pretty much. I, I mean, I don't remember a clue of what I said, but I guarantee you it wasn't positive. <laughs> so I, yeah. You know, it's like, what? what is this? Like, fuck you hire Eric Bischoff for? What? It's 2019. Get out of here with that. Bro, bro, the last time Bischoff had, like, any type of sauce creatively... Bro, it was over 22 years ago. Like, there are kids that weren't born that can drink liquor. That, right. <laughs> like, the, like 1997, you know, beginning of 1998. Yeah. Bro. I, I don't get it. Never it, understood. It was not the answer, never the answer. And it just reeks of, like, no one knowing what they're doing. That, that But that's the, that's the worst... Or that's the best case scenario. That they're just clueless. There's also a side of they hired that dude because they needed an answer at like, when they had bad returns on uh for that investor call. And they need to say, well, we we brought in Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. When in reality, the whole thing was they were really trying to just move the thing to Pritchard, but they can't sell Pritchard because Pritchard is a yes man. Right, and also Bruce Pritchard has no type of. There's nothing you can like point at and be like, yeah, that was Bruce Pritchard's work. Like, unless, I, you, like, unless you listen to his podcast and he goes through those shows and says, right. like, oh, I had that angle, I had that angle. I, right. but nobody, but nobody at Fox is doing that kind of shit. Nobody that's an right. investor is doing that kind of tedious shit. And, and who are these investors? Like, that's what I want to know. I want some names. I want. I, I want to know how these people are getting their head slapped by Vince McMahon this, this hard. Do any of y'all have brains? Do any of y'all like pay attention to what's going on with these numbers that are going around to do you pay attention to like the climate of the business or is is this just far, far removed from like any of that and all they're seeing is numbers? Yeah, I, I, like creative doesn't or from my perspective, from hearing all this stuff over the years, it's like the investor stuff has very little to do with um, uh, the creative side of the company or, you know, the state of the fandom or morale amongst the fan base or whatever else. They just see, oh, it did or it did this rating. It does. It makes this much money, whatever. So, like, as far as the investor thing, like, I kind of keep that separate because it's like that doesn't necessarily like the quality of the product doesn't necessarily mean like doesn't really speak to how much money it makes and like clearly like oh there are some people that are willing to argue with you on that okay well i mean 
I mean, do they want to just wiki the, the word fallacy and look down the list of different fallacies and see, like, appeal to, appeal to uh, popularity? Like, like, nah, man. Like, if you like the show, fine. But if you want to, but I don't really, see, I see people more or less arguing about them liking the show. I don't really see people, um, on my timeline at least, arguing for, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. People don't even do the that makes sense anymore. So it's. Uh, uh, look. I'm not. I'm not counting crazies. I'm not counting crazies. I'm talking about people that like. Say, like, because like, there are people who come out here and put out a ten or fifteen, um, you know, tweet thread explaining. Not only does it make sense, but it was genius for them to do it this way. And <laughs> y'all don't understand the nuanced storytelling of Vincent Man. <laughs> They are out there. Stay away, y'all. Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I have no idea. So, I I believe. Yeah, I believe it if you if you say so. But like those people are just. I mean, <laughs> God bless them. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Like, yeah, y'all out here like Eric Bischoff. Like, remember, like remember, uh, Hovey baby. Yeah, I heard def- defending the undefendable. <laughs> <laughs> like, like shit is not commendable. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get my young draw multiple syllable multiple yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't do that. I'm not I'm not yeah. rapper, but like yeah, just unbelievably yeah. bad. Unbelievably like So 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 Bischoff moves his fucking like family to Connecticut from Wyoming. So some of the details behind it, they said, you know, they couldn't reach Eric Bischoff like after seven o'clock or something like that. And we we've all heard the stories about people having to be on call or in meetings to like three a.m. Yeah, like bro, like I don't know if you're in your mid sixties and you're just gonna walk in there and start doing that. Like it's almost unreasonable to to think Eric Bischoff was gonna last any amount of time. Like so, I, you know, I truly, the, that's the reason why I feel like this is a situation where like he took that job and was like. I know what the deal is. Y'all gonna fire me in the second there's some fucking trouble. So, am I gonna try my damnness for who? For what? Even if I give, <laughs> even if I give my Mariah Carey all, y'all still, y'all still gonna boot me. Shit don't matter. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. take y'all check. Yeah, I'll come out there for you know for one last score, suckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take some of Vince's money. Like, you got three months of McMahon checks. So, uh, I commend Bischoff for doing that. This, this is an all-time finesse job. A scam. A, uh, I think he secured his nomination um, for finesse of the year. So, like, uh, and then crazy. Pritchard, and then, like, you hear a story about, like, Pritchard was the one that offered him, the, or the one that brought him up to get the job. And it was like, oh, yeah, that, that's yeah. real... That's real convenient. That's real, you know. So, like, I'm just thinking, like, this whole thing was like, we're going to give you the job, Bruce, but, like, you know, we can't really sell that shit. So, like, oh, so, so Bruce Pritchard is Jason Kidd. <laughs> yes. That's, that's what this is. Except, For those of you, that, yeah. Except Pritchard's name is far, is far lower than, than you know. <laughs> 
way, way. No, he's more like Ty Lue. That's who he's more like. Oh like, my Ty, god! Like when they when they hired uh Blatt and then they had Ty Lue and brought him from the Clippers. Yes. Like that's who they is like. Yeah, you're the coach. We can't really sell Ty- you as the coach because you you know the coach LeBron because this is your first kind of gig. But we'll bring in this fucking guy from playing um you know overseas ball that doesn't know the, the rules and shit in the NBA and like we'll you know. And then we'll go from there. And then when it's time to fire you, we'll fire him when he when they're like thirty one and eleven and shit. Yes. Thirty one and eleven. Fire this yes. man. Like yeah, this man clearly isn't competent. Nigga, what? <laughs> like this is the best thing ever. They fired them boys when they were like the one seed or some shit like that. And meanwhile, like even Blatt was doing better than Bischoff, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I wish I would call WWE a fucking one seed right now. Right, that's what I'm getting at. Like, it's it's, it's really amazing how this fucking thing's worked out. Like, they have so many advantages, and like they're in Every their single own one way. They're in their own way. Yeah. Um. What What else we got next on the uh, on the on the on the board, James? Uh, let, let's see. Um. Yeah, so Wednesday night, another night where like, and this reason why like we decided to do this is just like beat up on Fridays and Mondays because like Wednesdays are so fucking excellent. So yes. like, we're, it's time to talk about how good Wednesdays are. Like, if you want to, if you want to hear us praise WWE or whatever else, as far as um anything besides their wrestlers being really talented and wanting to work really hard and getting you know their their efforts basically quashed by. Uh, this fucking you know, washed. Uh, oh, also I forgot. Company. Then, go ahead. Drew Gulak back to PowerPoints. Vince uh, McMahon has yeah. a literal time machine. We gonna pull out 2017. It's like nothing you've ever done since has ever happened. You're back on the big show now, brother. Run it back. Oh, Turbo. also, also. Hulk Hogan, Team Hulk Hogan. Oh my! Out here. Dude. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns got to represent for Team no. Hulk Hogan. As Roman a Reigns, Ali, Ricochet, yes, Gable, and who's the and fifth? Rusev, Rusev, and Rusev, Team Hogan, Boy. really? Four minorities and an Olympian is Team Hogan. Boy, it's almost like there was an agenda. In That's mine a, here. That is a shield, boy. That is a shield. I yeah. do whatever, man. And then on the other end, the captain of Flair of Team Flair is Randy fucking Orton. Orton. Yes, Orton. I hear you saying nigga on a stream. Yes. I, I, man, I. Is there anybody yeah. else's name for? Uh, I'm assuming Corbin's on Team Flair. Corbin Nakamura is also on Team Flair. Uh, there's four guys named, and then there's like one spot open on Team Flair. So you know what that means? I want right. What? I want Flair to get. I want one of those another time where they get Flair live, Mike, and I want him to compare. I want him to compare Nakamura to Muda. That's what I want. That's not, he's, he's not a great Muda. What? That's what I want. It's gonna if they give him a mic and they're gonna show the five teams and they let him go, let them put over the other five guys on the team. It's gonna happen. You know it's oh gonna happen. Oh my god! So that's or, what I want. Or, or, or call him Fujinami or something. Because oh yeah, like, no. you know, 
And here we have the man that not since Inoki has. <laughs> you know what? He's IG, IWGP, something. Oh my god. Oh. This, man been a, this man's a champion. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like, I want. I want another, like, screaming at the top of his lungs, turn red flare promo. But I'm also afraid that it might kill him. So I'm not so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to yeah. gauge which which one, like, if I, I want to figure it out, like, can we get, like, one of those 90s WCW promos where he swam through the shirt, taking off his jacket. I might have to watch. fire me. I'm already fired. Dude. Oh, man. Wh- whatever. I, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on to uh, Wednesdays, Wednesdays. Wednesdays, like we were saying. Yeah, man. So, what were your main takeaways from the Wednesday night shows? So, of course, I saw AEW. I did not see NXT. The only okay. thing I watched on NXT was Io Shirai being excellent. Uh, um, you know, I will always tune in for Io somehow, <laughs> some way. So, so you're uh, much like the teenage women that they're tuned in to watch to, because they aspire to be the greatest that is Io Shirai. And correct. also tune in to see the stallion. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, I, t- I tune wanna, in. Because they might want to ride. I, I tune in for the Io, you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, another. I didn't realize what I just said, but yes. I, I see, yes. Good. yes. There you go. He's like, I ain't tuning in for no stallion. Not like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know, Megan the Stallion, but you know, <laughs> um, I would so, tune in next to watch Megan the Stallion. I, I would. Megan the Stallion, six foot one, come out there and be like, "What's up, Shayna?" So they might, they might have to bring her in next, you know. But uh, Wednesday, you know, AEW wise, like another awesome show. Um, making new stars. Um, making the audience feel good, making stuff make sense, having dope matches. Uh, I love the tag team match, both of the, all of them actually. Um, you know, Scorpio Sky gets you know a chance to shine, and um, you know, the, the real solid performance there. Uh, of course, you know we had a lot of the trash discourse around Marco's stunt that happened. You know when he was forced let's, into let's, action. Let's go there. Let's go there because, like, I, I don't fucking get it. Like, <laughs> we know it's fucking fake. Yeah. Like, I, if you, I don't get it. Like, and I, I think I said this on, um, on all things elite last night. But what's up, Floyd? <clears throat> But like once motherfuckers start hitting the ropes, it's a wrap. Right. So, like for me, in my mind, I don't give a shit about the size. Like, and then we start talking about like the physique thing. It's not just size, also the physique. Like he doesn't look like an athlete. Okay, if that's your thing, I can see that because like I. But the thing for me, like I have an issue with saber because sabers out here like literally manipulating motherfuckers' joints or whatever else and grabbing holes on people, and that's was, that's the shit that I just can't buy. Whereas like stunt stunts getting thrown in the air like a kid uh, playing fight with their, with their uh, father, and then like it's, it turns to some wacky lucha move. So like for me, right. it's like, I can I can I can buy that more than you know he's single legging him to the floor or whatever. So but yeah, I, I can handle small guys doing lucha libre. I right. mean I've 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 handled that for you know almost twenty five years, James. Right. Like right. So 
so the thing for me was just like, okay, and I, I, I saved this on purpose. I, I, I was, I tried so hard to save this, uh, for this show. Um, sorry for what I sandbagged on you some, but okay. So you have all this shit to say about the non-athlete looking super small, puny-ish, uh, Merkel stunt fighting another fucking luchador that would be on 215 Live. Or at least one of them be on 205 Live. Maybe both of them. Okay. The size discrepancy between Marco Stunt and Phoenix is definitely not bigger than Nyla Rose versus our fucking AEW Women's Champion. No one says a word. What is that about? <sighs> I don't know. Now, Rich. Um... Rich me and you've had this type of conversation before about Alexa Bliss talking about how she, how Becky Lynch had a look of a champion in 2016 when she is the smallest woman on the whole entire main roster. Kyrie Sane is taller than her. We, yep. we talked about this. Riho is so small that she is smaller than every member on the stardom roster, including the 12 year olds. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I think they don't want to look at the women that way. That's my point. So, but my thing is this: they're they're all competitors. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, you want to like <sighs> these people act like we haven't we didn't watch Shawn Michaels versus Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Like right. he should he should have fucking broke Shawn Michaels over his leg. Uh, Bret Hart over versus Diesel versus Sid. Like this stuff is fucking there's been a little a literal foot height difference between people and then, you know, I guess that's where people will flop to the to the physique thing and it's like it's all bullshit. Like but, but my point <laughs> is this. In your mind, you buy it when it's the women, but when it's the dudes you don't. You're telling on yourself. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't buy Rehill. What I'm saying is you should buy Stunt because Stunt is out here getting his ass kicked by people that he's more, you know, he, he looks like he can actually stand a fight against Rio compared to Nala Rose and Riho. Right. And, and wrestler, wrestlers in general are much smaller now. So the wrestlers that Stunt is smaller than are still, um, you know, like, it's not like he's coming around where all these 300 pounds, six, five motherfuckers or someone like that. Like it's not the nineties anymore. And so the thing was, was that a competitive match to you? Do you think that was a competitive match? I think it was a, <laughs> y'all had a great analogy for it. It was like, it was a dominant football win over somebody that like, they got a couple licks in essentially, but you know, ultimately you were fucking out, man. Like when, as you mentioned on the, the last show, when I saw, Marco Stunt getting one hand, um, you know, press slam by Pentagon, who looked like he's smiling and having fun during it, and thrown into a super kick, which I think is one of the greatest spots that like I've seen. <laughs> and like when I see that, that's entertaining. It looks great, and Stunt's there for a reason. Like he's he's he has a role. Like and and it goes down to being you know. A lot of this can come from a lot of wrestlers being bitter. They didn't get their chance. And what what Marco Stunt has is that's his specialty. That's what he brings to the business. And, you know, there have been so many people that have come out and defended this, like Chris Jericho, who usually is on the right side of just about everything when it comes to these debates and everything like that. Like, Jericho usually, like, 
hit you with the real like like think about what you're saying based on history there's this 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 and this and you know all the shit started happening people started sending out pictures of jack ray mysterio in like 2018 and shit and it's like no stop man this is not what we're saying like it's like people trying to purposely distort arguments like we see it in politics all the time and it's the same tactics that are happening in these terrible trash wrestling uh discourse debates like where people are being blatantly disingenuous and blatantly gaslighting uh, people to try to push an agenda and make people think they're crazy for liking what Marco Stunt uh, brings to the table, for liking the performance that, that he put on, for getting over. Like, <laughs> like right. ultimately, he, he got over. So what are you saying? It's yeah. not killing the business. Like, I believe there are only two segments on AEW that didn't lose ratings, and it was him getting tortured by the, by the Lucha Bros, and then the uh, the tag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, between the all-star tag with Pac and Moxley and Paige and Omega. So it's like, so he didn't, he didn't, he didn't kill anybody's uh, suspension of disbelief, apparently. So mm-hmm. fuck you so mad about. I, I think people got a lot. Mad, to, but like, what are you tripping on? That's really more well, of it. Like this, they this got a lot to deal head, with like, with themselves. Like <laughs> they, they got to do some soul searching, like and find out what's really bothering them. Like, like that was for me. It's just like that was a fun match. The like, and then I find out about all of this stuff after the fact. I'm like, dude, like where were y'all tripping on this thing like months ago when they signed Marco Stunt? Right? Do y'all just not realize he was that small? Yeah, and I feel like I feel like the Marco Stunt stuff has happened in like almost like how WWE's ratings are, but in reverse. So as Marco Stunt goes to bigger platforms, the conversation <laughs> just follows him or whatever. So like all this same shit was being said on a much smaller scale when he showed up for GCW and All In, and when he was fighting Brian Alvarez on the Indies and doing stuff like that. And now that he's out here, it's like I don't think he necessarily he makes them look like more more of a fucking killers. I got a question. Exactly. Yeah. So I got a question for you. All that stuff you mentioned with Marco Stunt, aside from like, to my knowledge, aside from like the rematch he had with uh with Alvarez, did he lose every single one of these fucking matches get pinned? Yes. Then what's the fucking problem? He's he's going out there, getting in one or two hole spots, and then getting put on his back. He's a jobber, prelim guy. Yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't imagine like like typing up like threads and like trying to wish like this guy wasn't in the business and saying it's just I couldn't imagine like really feeling weird. like that like yeah and it's just a weird thing that people have about this guy and it's like why like <laughs> like, like, like like are you resentful of him like I don't I don't understand it like it's like. Wait a second. I, now I just think about it. Was it El Torito in uh, when they were doing the uh, the luch or the uh, the con- not conquistadors? The fucking when they had the Puerto Rican Mexican bullfighters. Yes. Wasn't he yes. in some of those trios matches? Yes. Who can nobody, forget WLC? Nobody. Well, that's that's I guess that's, that's different. It's but we versus we, but like he was in some of these. I, I could have swore he was in some of these matches. Yeah, I think he was in a Royal Rumble before. So like, what's the fucking problem? He's not bigger than fucking Marco Stunt, and then Marco Stunt wasn't wrestling dudes as big as WWE's roster. Yeah, like maybe uh, he I, just I, forgot. I don't know. Maybe because like 
Marco isn't actually, you know, somebody that had or, or whatever. Maybe in their mind they think like that's not the same thing because one person is actually, um, uh, I forgot the technical definition for it. I can't, uh, uh, a little person and then Marco Sanchez is like very small and there's a difference. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people see it as like one is some type of disability. So they're like not, that's okay. But in their mind they think this is just bullshit. It's I'm just, just like, gone too far. It's, it's, it's just, weird. It's know. really, really weird. And it's like, look, man, like everybody should be allowed to come out here and do this thing if they're talented enough. All the other shit is cap. Fuck out of here. Yeah. That's pretty much where I'm at on it. Like, you know, you never gonna tell me to a dude that does a bunch of flips shouldn't be in the business. I'm sorry. Like, that's never gonna fly on like, the, on, on the this dude side. Does f- dynamic stuff and then takes a fucking beating. <laughs> like I, I, I don't, I don't understand. Whatever, I, whatever. Like that's shit. No, what, what, shit. When, when, when does Kenny get to wrestle him so I can see Jim Cornette's head explode? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um. Yeah, but uh, other impressions from Wednesday, like oh yeah, keep going. Um, <laughs> the the All Star uh, Game tag team matches yep. we've dubbed it like fucking <laughs> just just a. Uh, an incredible TV match. Um, because it, it wasn't I, even like the it wasn't even like the match. All the action was like their greatest thing ever seen. It was just regular standard great. It, like I don't think this was any greater than like the typical um like pay per view tag match you see in AEW. But like they brought it. Those were four people that the crowd cared about, especially the uh, the top three. And then like the part with. Where like where Pat comes into play with Omega and Moxley, and then like the the tension of yeah they don't like each other but they're tagging right now, and then like you know the end where like you know like Pat is fucked, like all of that was so smart and so good and the attitude like with the match is like great, and then like I can't wait to see them rush each other. Do you yeah. think they should have saved that, or are you just glad they have it? They're putting it on. I, I'm I'm glad they got. I'm glad they got physical. I I do want to hear them uh, cut some more promos because like the all we really have on the promos so far is like when Mosley dropped out and it was a week before All In and right. Kenny lit him on fire. And I think Mosley did a promo before that, if I'm not mistaken. So we need a little bit more there, and I think that one's like on the road essentially. Um, uh, but I guess my question is, um, I guess I didn't explain that well. But like, were you surprised they they're doing Moxley and and Pack on TV as opposed to save the pay per view? Are you surprised, or you're just so happy you're getting? You don't care. That is, I don't know because I don't know where Pac's gonna fit on the next pay per view. Okay. So maybe this is uh, how they like get him like. A, a loss so like it's not as glaring that mm-hmm. he's you know in the title contention and all he has to do is get another win couple wins somewhere else and then he'll be able to go during like the next cycle or whenever like say Cody wins right which I don't think is happening mm-hmm. right now but say it did then Pac walks right in as the first challenger so I, I think that's kind of what they're going for but um I think they're trying to make sure that they they can compete like on um you know for and, and maintain these the, this great set of ratings that they've done and they're like hey 
Like we're gonna we're gonna put a big match there. Um, and you look at next week. I think the Bucks are in action, but there's no Kenny, there's no Cody, there's no uh, Jericho, Jericho next week. So they had to have something. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what do you think starts the match? Starts the show first? Do you think it's gonna be Private Party and Lucha Bros? Yes. Like I was saying it on the on the on the AEW show on the All Things Elite, like I can't wait to see this fucking match. Like more than just, I'm I'm so happy to, I'm already excited to see this match. Like I'm already Ooh. popping for something that hasn't even popped yet. Like look, they ain't I, sending the Dark Order out there first. I know that. Oh, oh yeah, that would be a mistake. Um, yeah. I think it's I, the, the young bu- as far as the um the young bucks in action. I think they're fighting uh best Beretta friends. And, yeah, Beretta yeah. and Chucky T. So. Um, yeah. There's a job. Chuck to was, Chuck e. T. Look, look. Uh, they they was talking that cap on BTE, so I, I kind of figured that out. So um, what what happened? So they was like they were burying uh, the young bucks during the BT mail bag session. It was like, yo, he edits the show. Like you can't say this shit. Like <laughs> like it was like breaking like the the fourth wall and or whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, this shit's like hilarious. But um, then the main event, I thought like you know. I, I've been on. I've been Team Darby Allen from Fighter Fest on, like, and a little bit before that, watching his like videos and just like this dude has something about him that I like, and a lot of other right. people like it too. And <laughs> him coming out on the skateboard and just this dark persona, like he will be the AEW champion one day. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. And I mean, he 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 came off in these, you know. Um... Especially since Fighter Fest, he comes off a th- like ten times better than Hangman. Like Hangman, Hangman seems like he's set for whenever they have a uh, a mid card belt. Like he'll be somebody that contends for it. I don't know if he even wins it yet, but like Darby Allen seems like somebody is like he could he's be the first mid card champion if they have one. He's been protected aside from like Fight for the Fallen, where he yeah. got pinned by Sean Spears. But take that out your mind for a second. So <laughs> he's been protected on um, like. The, the Clacker Barrel Clash, he didn't take the pin. He um, went to a draw with Cody, of course. And then here, Jericho has to, quote-unquote, cheat to beat him, like, with interference, even though, you know, Jericho did that kind of just to be a dick. But they had to, you know, do a finish and kind of protect the guy. And I think the performance they gave in the title match, it's like, bro, people say Chris Jericho is, like, washed or whatever, like, they can go right to hell. Um, they like because this dude's just fucking he's great. Like he's no washed matter what he, he does. Ha- he's washed yet he keeps having very good matches at the least. Like yeah, if like, you don't want to say they're great, fine. The matches are still very good at the at worst. And he's just a master of the moment. And it, it felt similar to the Hangman match where Hangman felt like he shouldn't have been in there going into it. And during the match, Jericho's going to do enough stuff in the match and call the match and lead the match in a way to where it's going to get you into the other guy and it's going it's going to show you their superstar potential and ultimately Jericho's going to get it done at the end. And what happened... <laughs> what? It's like blending so, the K-Fabe so, so into... No, no, no. So, are you saying that Chris Jericho in 2019 is Adam Cole from 2018? <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah. If you want, if you want to take some of some of that there, but I think Jericho's moves are better. 
<laughs> so, um, and I was very excited to see Darby Allen in this position. I felt like he wouldn't have, if he was in WWE, he wouldn't have got a title shot literally until 2028 with the do, world champion. Do you think he even gets to like the main roster ever in, in, in WWE? No. I think he's like an NXT for life guy. Yeah. Like, but he doesn't get signed to NXT until, like, I don't know, two, three years from now. Somebody, somebody joked uh, that was in my mention. I think it was Aaron. Uh, Aaron, I don't know his last name. It's really long. What's up, Aaron, if you happen to hear this? But um, he said they would have renamed him Edgar Crowley and just called him <laughs> Moody. Like, <laughs> and called him Dark and Moody. Like, <laughs> oh, like how they did with, uh, how they did with freaking um, Alistair Black. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Michael. And, and look, and, and where the fuck is Alistair Black been? <laughs> In that dark room, still. <laughs> that man has has evicted Mojo Rawley from the dark room. That man is in dark room, like he's like he's a uh... developing film. Like, like say like he had a concussion. He was uh and he was under Mike Leach's uh. <laughs> oh my guidance. god! Remember that when he when he put uh what's the name's kid uh, yes in in that dark ass room because he had a concussion. Yeah. Yes. But overall, like AW Dynamite, another fire episode. Yeah, I'll be there next week. Yeah, like I think <laughs> I think this is probably um I probably put this as far as I think this. It's hard to say. Like I would probably put this as a tie almost with the first episode. But like the fact that like we keep having shows that I I would give a great or a minus grades to at the least is like that's three in a row. Um, so they're you know they're killing it, and then like. Um, you didn't oh, say we didn't you- talk about Riho. We didn't talk about Riho. Oh. And, uh, so, this oh, match. Riho and her unbelievable unbelievability versus much larger opponents, right? Yes, versus Britt Baker. <laughs> you know, um, you know, a very tall. Like, I've, I've seen Britt Baker, Baker in person. I would probably say she's about maybe 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, so, Riho is probably like 4'9", 4'10". I, I would probably say 4'11". Yeah, four eleven, so, four ten. Yeah, yeah. So not the not the smoothest match to begin uh, no. the match at all. Um, and by the end, people are going nuts, and Riho turns back this woman, and that ended up having the crowd terrified. So everyone has been picking on Britt Baker for whatever reason and i think you guys know what it is which is you know she's on posters and she's and you made a really interesting point on all things elite which is like <laughs> if that's happening that's genius but yes like you i'm like but it's i don't so, know about right. that it's so or for the listeners because you know not everybody listens to every single show but like i was saying like there's a theory there's a potential theory and i'm, I'm or this is my theory that like and I don't think I'm for the record. I'm not believing this, but like there, I'm leaving the door open that there's a possibility it's happening. I think it's a very small possibility, but um, basically, uh, she's a Trojan horse. Like she brings you in because she's the pretty, she's a pretty white girl, and then by the end, eventually, like you're going to be grabbed by the other women, by uh, by you know somebody that can do what Nyla Rose can do, some like someone like Riho that. Um, is such an underdog and so likable and so easy to get behind. Like, I mean, obviously other people like Akaro Shida and, um, let's see who else. B Priestley are also there, but like, 
I, and I, I think I compared it to Orange is New Black to where like the the point of the show is they centered the show at the beginning around Piper and her uh, you know love triangle thing, and then eventually by you get to season two and with V and everything else, you start caring about um, you know uh, Daya and and her kid situation with uh, Puse and V and and um, everything with. Um, you know, everybody else in around the rest of the jail cell, like, or around the rest of the jailhouse. So I said, that's a possibility. I, I, I would like, I ain't believing it is something that's like, I could see it. I could see it being a possibility, but like, I'm not buying it. So I'm just saying like, it may be there. That's it. It's, it may be there. But it, if it yeah. is like, they're, they're, there's there's even smarter bookers than what they've already put out. And that's pretty damn good to begin with already. So. Yeah. yeah, and and Britt had the building terrified because right. Britt Baker's finish has been built up over the last two or three shows. Right. So when she slaps the lockjaw on you, you're tapping right. quick. She tapped out Rio's mentor with it, and Rio knew the counter. And Rio is this resourceful wrestler who, despite her, you know, look, she's a veteran wrestler. She's been wrestling for like 10 years, they said. So right. obviously she would know the counter uh, to beat the lesser experienced Britt Baker. You know what it reminded and me of? the crowd fucking loves her. You know, you know what it reminded me of? What? Do you remember um, Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk from 2012? I think it was like, might have been, not Money in the Bay, maybe Over the Limit. Over the Limit, yeah. Right, where the yes lock, or the yes lock, or no lock, whatever he was calling it at the time, was slapped in, and then CM Punk rolls back and pins him, and that's how mm. he gets out. Like, that was the same finish, more or less. Uh, except, yeah. obviously, you know, it's, I mean, you know, according to you talk about like the seven year thing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you can you can't do the same uh, finishes or the same like gimmicks, or whatever else you can. You can use them again, but only like after seven years pass. Well, it's 2019. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, but uh, Rio just has something, and I yeah. think they're just gonna continue to go with it. Like we were talking the other night, and like you were like bringing up Kyrie saying like in comparison to her, like the thing is like. I remember it was just like Riho's obviously not on that level in, at all, and that's not, not and that's not a, and it. that shouldn't I shouldn't hold and no one should hold that against her that she's not as good as some of the best wrestlers in the world. Like she's very good and she has something, and you know, and you mentioned this to me after I said it. I'm like, yes, I know you're right when you say this, but like you still said it to me anyway. It's like gotta let that shit go, James. Like like WWE's fucking them up. That's not. You can't hold that against Rio. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, it's like Yeah, she's she's been focused on literally from the first show. She has the best record and I, you know, I don't see her as this underdog. Like she's an underdog in stature only. Like pretty much like Daniel Bryan like where it'd be like, yeah, he's the underdog. It's like, nah, he's just like the best wrestler like right. and that's what it that's what it uh feels like with with Riho there so um yeah an, another uh boom goes the dynamite as they yeah. say yeah and I, I mentioned this on the uh I mentioned this on all things elite I mentioned this, I went back and listened to the first episode I did for the uh first episode of dynamite and like I'm glad that I mentioned it and then I listened to Sierra's guest spot on um the women's wrestling friends podcast and the mm-hmm. same thing with Donna and they mentioned the same thing that I picked up too. So it's like, 
they're getting one match. The women are getting one match, and then but they're also not getting like the development spots and time or places for storyline development or character development that the men, the male counterparts have. So it's like I'm glad I'm not the only one has noticed this, and I'm glad that like people that have uh, more of a radar to that sort of thing than me also like noticing and have like expressing even further detail. So it's like okay, I'm glad I just don't have like blinders on to this thing because I like the show so much. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So you didn't watch NXT. Uh, if I was going to recommend things to you, I would have recommended the um, the tag match between um, Bartel Eichner versus um, Oni and Lorcan. That was like a fast-paced debut. It was like one of the best TV tag team matches you could see that that just like they weren't trying to have a great match. They were just trying to have a really, really good match. They are like working with a nice, crisp pace. And like you just forget that like, yeah, those are great tag teams, and I tend to like WWE's rules in place for for tag team matches in like AEW. You do what you want. I'm just here to count a pin or submission. Um, <laughs> the EO match with Caden Cross, where they just said, "Yeah, let's just do like let's just do like all the high spot or let's let's work with Caden and she knows high spots. Let's do her high spots and then like let EO just kill her." Um, so that was cool. Like that that fucking. I don't know when she started doing this because she didn't always do this, but she's doing like the the fast speed flip turn like Muda moonsault lately. When before it wasn't always like that, and it's like it's wild. Yeah, I don't know what it is about you. I think she's gone to another level. Like, and <laughs> I the whole thing like I always heard she was better as a heel, and I I you know remember touting her like yeah she i because you can clearly see it but she wasn't doing it like that before and mm-hmm. then as that Shayna baszler feud rolled on like i think you gotta start talking about eo and like like who you know when you talking about people having great years in wwe right oh yeah she's woman of the year unquestionably yeah, like she's like like i'll tune in for very few things in WWE right now. There is, like, one thing that will, like, or a couple things that will make me tune in. Like, if Matt Riddle was, like, he went over Rollins or Brock, right? I I will watch. Yes. Oh, speaking of that, um, because, you know, one of my favorite things is, like, when Riddle just, like, goes in a role for, like, a a certain run of time where he just fucks people up. His Mm -hmm. match with Bronson Reed was short, but, like, it was all, like, ass kickery between both of them so that like I was, it was short of probably when, like five minutes or maybe six but um, mm-hmm. I would say check that out too yeah so like if Matt Riddle went over Brock or Seth and was like <laughs> the man on one of those shows I'd watch right? Right, right right one of the other things is whatever the fuck Io Shirai does <laughs> at this point now so um <laughs> like, so th- those are the two that I got right now so yeah so after that match she gets on the mic and she says, you know, basically stay away um, Rhea because, like, she sees that Rhea's coming after the NXT Women's Championship. And, you know, EO's kind of... That's the reason why EO snapped on Cadence or Candice and then, like, went on, you know, got protected in that first... that Fatal 4A match, but, like, kind of put on the back burner for now. But, like, she was still gunning for Shayna. Um, so, like, I like how to, how, like... Bianca and Io are kind of going to be like gatekeepers for for Rio Rio for for Rhea 
and we'll see like who gets where but like there are three like prime contenders for the next title shot and i like that because we haven't really had that kind of you know it's more been like okay one person's getting elevated at a time and then like it's their turn once Shayna turns away the next one um now mm-hmm. like we don't know who's going to be next and i think that's cool um mm-hmm. so and then after that I, i'd probably say the next thing i would mention would be um the uh, they had another um Keith Lee and, and Dijak match. That was another great match. I probably would have gave it like three and three quarters. Um it, Keith Lee does a fucking reverse Rana on Dijak. It's just I like caught that. Fucking I, saw, I, saw, I, saw, I saw like, that. Like they're having like they're they were having starting off the match and they were just having a good match and then all of a sudden like they save all the hot shit for the very end, and then the end was just like, whoa. Um, and they were building towards a finish where it was going to be like either a top rope Rana or a, or a uh, super or avalanche powerbomb, and then Roddy did the dumbass heel uh, interference thing. So yeah. you're going next week, you're title shot for triple threat match for um, the North American title, which is like, damn, they putting Roddy to work. He won that title on the first episode, and like this is about to be his second defense. They have been made that man the hardest working North American champion of all time. <laughs> so, uh, so that's cool. Um, and and the, main the main event, event, right? The main event was uh, Dunn versus uh, Damian Priest. In bro, I heard somebody go. On, I heard somebody go on Twitter and say Roman Reigns should walk up to Vince and demand Damian Priest be released, just like just, just <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. I don't think they wrestle similar, and also they have different just body from the types. Look. Just from the look. Oh, I mean, I don't think he has nothing to be worried about. Like, uh, uh, gotta keep in mind. Also, like, Punchman is like what? It is isn't he in his like mid to late thirties? Yeah, yeah. Like, and also Punchman, like you know, <laughs> this like big muscles, not slender muscles. So well, I don't yeah. think he, you know, he like his muscles different. Yeah, so, like buffness. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's like the man, the, the the original buff neck. <laughs> the yes, the the the, uh, the buff neck uh, connoisseur. Yeah, yes. So, yeah, they. I mean, match started out, and I'm trying to think of the, the, what kind of happened in the match. Uh, more or less, Dunn gets it eventually at some point. I can't remember the beginning of the match, but he eventually gets uh, some of those digits, and he starts working over the hand. Um. Then there's like then then they basically just it leads to a spot where they start going back and forth, back and forth with strikes or whatever else, and then you know you get the you know fighting spirit stuff, and then um the way out of it is they end up getting tied up with the ref in the middle, and then the ref was trying to get untangled, he ends up dick kicking um done and getting out of there, but like it got it it's at least four stars. It, it mm-hmm. got like that end was very very good, and I mean they you know moon or not moon souls, but like you know there there is some rich lot of pro wrestling in the match. You know Dunn you know brings that, and then punishment definitely brings that as well. Um, so like I, I hope they continue and have continue their uh, whatever they have going because it was cool. I just wish his name wasn't Damian Priest. Like <laughs> it's, it's like oh gen- a generic devil. It's like bro, you have. He had the greatest wrestling name I can fucking think of, right? Punishment Martinez. 
Bro, so like, did they not want him to sound Spanish or something? Like, are they trying to make him like racially ambiguous? Like, um, what's what's the fucking deal with this? Or is I it just the the at, standard WWE? Like, we want to own your name. Like, I thought that at first, what just what you said about they're trying to make him racially ambiguous because he has the you know the complexion, but then morals on commentary like mentioned that he's Puerto Rican, so it's like okay. Maybe they just didn't like the name, the first name being punishment because it sounds ridiculous. Maybe, which is yeah, funny because shit. all the ridiculous names they have, I get, I know where you're yeah. going with that. But like, maybe they was like, nah. But like, it would be, it would have been hilarious for to be on WWE a a wrestler and then like they chanted him punish, 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 <laughs> punishment, uh, punishment, <laughs> bro. Um, yeah. So, I, oh, so. I mean, I don't the ratings. Know. You want to get to ratings? We have to do rating talks every week. I mean, until until no one gives a fuck no more, or SmackDown gets moved to Tuesdays, or excuse me, NXT gets moved to Tuesdays. Okay, AEW won the rating. Yeah, three zero. Um, were you really okay? I mean, what else is yeah. both of their shows? Both of their shows both declined from week uh, two to three. Yep. So, uh, and as you mentioned, like. There's stiff competition everywhere next week. I oh, think there's worlds, there's World Series games. There's NBA, fucking NBA games, like NBA season tip off. All of wrestling, that whole wrestling boom shit was all cap, and we were all gonna see it next week. All of it. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see where all this stuff ends up. Um, I wonder if NXT might not be better served eventually getting to Tuesdays. Oh, because not. that, like, they're they're not gonna. They, they will never humble themselves and take the L like that. Well, okay, so I think that Meltzer said something along the lines of TNT was okay with five hundred thousand, five hundred thousand for AEW. So I'm assuming USA would kind of be in the same ballpark for NXT, right? So. If that's the case, and like they still have a ways to go, I think they'll for when they eventually settle, they'll still be above that five hundred thousand. So I, I think. Well, I think, think about that. I, I don't. I don't know that to be the case. Because think about this: NXT is getting like thirty million dollars in rights fees for two years. AEW is getting an ad split, so they might want more for their money. So I don't know. You have a point, and then I'll say to you, they're already paying Raw one point something billion for five years. So yeah, and, and it's USA and Raw, so like yeah. they're yeah, it's def- that, like all, the, they, all they, they fucking they, show- as, as as JD would say, they suck the WWE cock. Like, <laughs> oh my god! What I was gonna say is that like USA Network is the fucking is the is the WWE cable network. So that's what yes. I was gonna, that's what I was getting at. Like Miz and what do you what is Miz and Mrs. getting on on a, on a rating right now these days? No idea. All right, so no like my idea. point. So my point is like they could be like you know you're paying us, you know we're paying you a little too much for for this. It's like well you know like that reality TV show like you know you get that for for next to nothing. That's a cheap ass show to produce. All right, fair enough. Okay, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> like, hey, you, USA Network and WWE, like, they probably just write up stuff and then don't even keep count because you're like, yeah, you'll go like, for it. Yeah, yeah, like, you, you've they been married. Here. They're married. Yeah. You're like, whatever. All right, whatever. Like, they oh, got joint, ba- they got joint banking accounts. Like, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. You know, I mean, it's like Birdman. 
you know, oh and, and on God. artists on the label. You know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we got the same account. It's just like it's both of ours. Wow. <laughs> wow. So. I guess we can move on there. I can't come up with a good, uh, you know, I can't go. Well, Dismount. Yeah, I got one, but it's racist, so I'm not going to do that. All right. So <laughs> let's not, let's move on. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Not going to do that. So let's just. Not going to offend. Yes. So let's, let's talk about the fact that Kenny Omega is now the AAA champion. The champion of all of Mexico. Uh, okay. Um, so thoughts on the match. I thought it was really good. Uh, I, I didn't think it was like a super classic or anything, but it was like, like I thought it was really fucking good. I would probably went four and a half on it. That's exactly it, what I had on it. So when I saw people say it was a five star match, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, like I think it would like if they would have gone like five more minutes, sure, and and put yeah, a couple I, more I things into it. And this isn't necessarily correlating length of the match with like. You know how much it is. It just seemed yeah, like it needed like, more. Basically, it's like if you went five more minutes from the time he he uh, Phoenix starts bleeding from the quote unquote bleeding from the mouth with the emotion that was already like in that crowd, and you kept going another five minutes, I could see it yep. in five stars. But nah, it was because they pretty much you know they had like basically like one or two sequences after that or exchange big exchange after that, and that was the end of the match. So like, it like, felt like the, didn't didn't feel like you like they were holding back. Like they're yes. gonna be a like, rematch. I, I, like better, they're, yeah, they're better. they're they're gonna run they're gonna run it back. Like yeah. that, and that was my thought when I heard about the match. I'm like, oh, okay, Kenny's gonna win the belt and then go back there and defend it against somebody, like probably Phoenix. Um, and it's not like the AAA Mega Championship is like some essential part of Triple <laughs> A storylines or anything like that. So they don't even care about belts in Mexico. So it's 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 real weird. It's not like it's a hair versus mask match. That's how we'll know it's real. So um, <laughs> and, and you know Kenny Omega and a hair versus mask match might be hilarious for Dude, many reasons. Um, right now, if they put Kenny Omega in a hair versus mask match or hair versus hair match. You look. You always think I'm always rooting against Kenny Omega. You will never in your life see me root against a motherfucker uh, that hard ever in life, wow. dude. Cut that terrible hair off. Start over. Just look. It's over. It's finished. It's canceled. Cut it all off. Start over. Throw it in the gutter and buy you another. Damn. Yeah, but uh, you know, my dog got the uh, got the triple A belt on. Look, look great. Uh, in gold again. It's been a while, you know, since, since I see my dog have, having some gold on. And this is like the the week of Kenny. I got three matches this week. I don't know what to do with myself, James. This man was off for months, just at the crib chilling. Like, <laughs> and we got the the match on AEW Dark. What we up? got the tag team match, and then at the end of the week, he goes to Mexico and brings back the gold. What a brutal ten days. Yeah. What a brutal yeah. thing days. Like, the fact that the first match was when he's tr- trying to fucking kill himself or, or get killed. And then he has the, the great tag match. And then he has the great title match. It's just like, how do you get out of bed after the first match? Let alone, like, to seven days later have a great tag match. And then three days after that have a great title match in Mexico. That's wild. Because what, what city was it? Was it Mexico City? I don't know. I would have okay. to check. Because oh, I'm trying to figure out if that was an elevation. That's what, mm. what I'm trying to figure out. Because, you know, 
had the it, gas it was to... some it, it was some type of circular arena i couldn't really tell okay but well, I mean, you know, like, you know, Mexico City has, like, a Denver-like elevation, like, above sea level. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, yeah, gassed, yeah. That sort of thing. So, I was like, that'd be, that'd be well, even it, more impressive if he was able to have that kind of match, like, you know. Yeah. So, uh, if you're a Kenny Omega fan like me, it, it's been a good 10 days. So, yeah. um, <laughs> it, it's just like, damn, like, like you, you, you don't, like, he was off the radar. And there's this funny thing going around with Kenny right now and, People are acting like they don't know what it is when it comes to him. I don't get it, but you know it's what did what did they think he had a a a, a flukishly good three years? <laughs> yeah, I, apparently, uh, apparently, like he, he left Japan. He, this, like, they ain't really impressed. I'm like, okay, um, no, oh, uh, no, nah, nah, right. nah, man, anyone can have a lucky three straight fucking years. <laughs> what? Are you on drugs? Are you high? Do you need help? <laughs> Do you need to send you to a rehab center? Yeah, man. I, I think these people are on Molly X, uh, rocks, all that. So, um, I, I, you know, I can't help you, you know, if, if you don't see it. So, and, and it looks like him and Moxley building up to, uh, you know, get enough time on pay review to do their thing. And we don't know what's going to happen. It could be just like a hot exchange, like in the tag match. Or it could be like some type of deathmatch thing or whatever with them guys. Because like, if it's one thing I've learned about Kenny Omega over the years, he's very giving, and he's like, he's bought that life. Like, like in so many words, like he's about about whatever like you you trying to do in the match, he'll fucking do it. Like. You know, it's not like he'll he'll be like a tie guy. Like, yeah, I don't really, you know, I'm not really trying to do that. Like, no, like he's gonna come out there. Everybody's gonna look good at the end of the match. Like, and if it, it is fucked up, it ain't Kenny's fault. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Mexico got the gold, the, the gold. Yeah. So as uh, Dustin would say. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, the Moxley thing about what it sets up. About potentially, it could go. You know, it could be a plunder match or it could be a straight Russell match. Um, I haven't really thought about it, but what I will say is that exchange they had in that tag match um, on Dynamite on Wednesday, like not since we saw at. Hmm. I I want to say it was. The Russell Khan Super Show in New Orleans between Ibushi mm-hmm. and Osprey. Not since that exchange have I wanted to see a singles match this badly. And then that led to, <laughs> and then you know it took me, it took you know eight months, but we finally got it at Russell Kingdom, and then we also got it at G One this year. But like, I, I really want this Moxley versus Persona so badly now. Like I really <laughs> want to see those dudes like try to fucking knock each other's brains or uh, scramble each other's brains. Not legitimately do that but i mean like i want to see them beat the hell out of each other in a fantastic i want to see the v trigger a fantastic exchange of creativity and athleticism and storytelling and the way that like that strong style uh exchange they had was like when v trigger v trigger hit the road clothesline that's 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 the wrestling i'm looking for like yeah, that, that I, is, I, I, I'm looking for Kenny Omega to completely outdo Seth Rollins. Like that was uh, when, it, when it comes when it comes to John Moxley. That was the first time that I had saw like in AEW the New Japan Moxley. That's when I saw the Death Rider in the ring. Oh my! Yeah. Wednesday, like I want to see that. Like I want that man to show up 
at uh, full gear, not in those fucking wrestling boots. I want that man to show up in like the in like the amateur wrestling boots, like how he does in Japan. That's what I want to yeah. see. Like I yeah. want to see the bar wire back on the shorts. I'm glad he. I'm glad he's wearing the, the shorts in AEW, but like that's not enough. Like in the words of in the words of every man, that's but that's not enough. I need the full death rise. Look, fly in shoulder, fly in shoulder. Yeah, we we need the spray paint on the jacket. Yes, you know we we need him walking through the crowd. Yes, you know, and I need that. I need that long ass. I need that guitar solo too. That's what I also need. I need, I need the whole. I need, I need the whole New Japan aesthetic. Yeah, like oh, um, one thing. One thing I was I was watching a Triple A show um, yesterday, right? And one thing about Triple A, which is fucking hilarious, they don't give a fuck about no type of copyright laws or <laughs> or or getting shit cleared to play it. Nah, uh, somebody will come out to Michael Jackson in that bitch. They don't give wow. a fuck. Uh, so I was I was hoping that you know they would throw the New Japan Kenny music on just to, <laughs> just just to, you know get it popping. But um, so he he made his entrance, but like he he didn't have any of the words, and it was just an instrumental of his uh theme music i was like i guess maybe because they don't speak the language they won't understand the words of the song i don't know yeah maybe it was a situation where it's and i'm thinking i imagine like so are you saying like if osprey had been working in uh triple a like he wouldn't have had to wait four months to get his music back correct they just been nah we elevated up here nah yes we we stay elevated you don't have to come sue me I, I appreciate yeah. the I appreciate the audacity, the temerity to say, no, nah, you don't have to go you don't have to go get yourself a lawyer and come see about it. Yeah. I appreciate it. Exactly. That. Um yeah, maybe it's because it's Twitch, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I think it's I think it's just a thing where they don't give a fuck. It could be that. Could be. Um Yeah, I don't know. I mean Oh, also happened. Conan and Vampiro will be doing angles with each other until twenty sixty eight. Oh my god. They're not wrestling each other, are they? No, I don't think so. Yeah, because I remember like Conan, bro. Conan broke broke up. That's what I mean. Like, please don't, please don't do this. And like, last time I saw Vampire was uh, probably like one of the couple episodes I ever saw of Lucha Underground, and he didn't like he was in, in working condition anymore either. So it was like, and that was years ago. So <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. I know. I know that you know. OGs out there still wrestling their fifties and sixties and whatever else in Mexico. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's too late. it the, the game is past y'all by. It's okay. It's cool. Um. So yeah. I mean, you know, Rich. None left. There's none left to it but to do it. Yeah. So what else we got on the uh, on the board? Uh, I guess it's time to talk about Stardom, Rich. So, I guess there's only one thing left to do, James. Yeah. Hit the music! Okay, so Bushi Road by Stardom un- from underneath, I or in theory from underneath trip WWE. Um, I'm gonna call them Triple A. I don't know why, but 
snuck yeah, in man. through the back door, pulled the deal off the table in the in the middle of the night. Is that what happened? Because I, I didn't. I, I, I'm just guessing. Okay, it. I'm gonna say. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say it, it wasn't close like that. Come on now. Look, um, look. I'm, I'm just, I'm just hyping up the L that <laughs> WWE uh, took here. Um, you know, and I hope many more L's come, come to WWE as they try to break into Japan uh, with these underhanded tactics and these, uh, this manifest destiny mentality. No, you cannot buy stardom simply to make it your beast of whatever you're trying to do in NXT Japan. No, leave stardom the fuck alone. Dude, the thing is when you hear in the, you read in the Observer and you hear uh, Melzer talk about the exchange or you hear, also hear Fumi talk about it and it's like they wanted to buy it to make it the women's division for um, NXT Japan. But when it came down to the PC or um is it just going to be the promotion or is it a dojo system or a dojo system? And they asked them, what do you, what who's going to run it? Right. And they're like, they don't know. They just want to buy it. It's like, so like, even, you know, we always talk about like Vince, all the shit, the we give arrogance, Vince, oh, all the shit we give about Vince, as far as like, he's so disorganized and week to week and scatterbrained with his creative decisions. And he's overrated as a booker historically, but the thing that you should give him props for is the fact that like he's always been a smart businessman as far as like trying to figure out what's next and how can I use whatever um, advantages I have to further the advantages I have. The fact that like business-wise, he was so disorganized and not actually have a fucking plan to get in Japan is like astounding. How the fuck do you think you're gonna break break or dis, or get into the marketplace of Japan without having a plan? You just want to buy shit. You're just gonna just pluck it out the sky. What? Yeah, and, and, and it's almost like WWE's become too successful for their own good to where they lose that that hunger, that mentality, that that sense of you know being a keen businessman to figure something out because they figure they can just throw money at the problems. And what they're finding out is that in Japan, shit doesn't work like that. Hey, you're American, so they're already looking at you like mm, I don't know. Right. And then, and then you come in there flagging with with no type of plan. And I figure Rossi was like, "Well, what are you gonna do with the wrestlers?" And right. he was like, "You know," and I think Rossi has like from everything I've heard about him, he's been wrestling his whole life. He's not no rookie. He's right. not about to like sell his wrestlers up the river. Yeah, like, like I think I think I told you this before, but like Rossi. Rossi's, I think I also said this after the All Elite show to Floyd um, after we were done recording, but like Rossi's career has a lot of similarities to like Jim Cornette and Heyman to where like they were both like young, like in their teens or whatever else or or, or to around early 20s or whatever else. And they got into the, they broke into the business by like taking pictures and then people like admired the hustle or thought they had something so then like they brought him into the business and then like their mm-hmm. careers pr- progressed from there so like these are lifers so it's like right. they if you've been in the rest of this for in his case since like the 80s for over 30 mm-hmm. years you know bullshit you know what bullshit sounds like <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it's like oh we just want to buy it and then but we don't have no plans and it's like obviously Rossi is a is a uh by all accounts, is a ruthless capitalist in much the way, the same way that like this man is. But like, 
I think he also was aware that like be, he also had the other bid in his back pocket. He never really was looking to sell it. Um until, you know, he got blown over by a huge deal that he felt like he couldn't uh turn down and it turned out to be with Bushy Road. So um and like even if we go down the path of it, let's say he were to sell it to WWE, what do you think that even looks like? Bullshit. It, it looks like uh, uh, another NXT UK, but not as good. Or like, I don't know how it's, how it's presented on the network and every, anything like that. But like, the thing is, and I think I've heard this mentioned, the UK was not a place that had wrestlers that were signed to places, right? These were all indie guys, essentially. Right, 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 In Japan, there are a lot of companies that are already, you know, they all have their own dojos. They all develop their own talent. So right. WWE, if they want to go in there, they're going to have to end up, they tried to cheat the system over there. They're going to have to go over there and recruit and train motherfuckers from the ground up. And I don't think they have the patience for that. I think they're going to eventually find somebody like... And I, I don't know the way Japan works. It's like I don't think they want the WWE wrestling like they that with Japanese people. Like they want the the like the fans that like WWE over there. They want the actual WWE. Like <laughs> I don't I don't see this as like I don't see it as necessary for them, but. It's like you want to train more people like this and make them work your style. I don't know, man. Like, and it it just reeks of it, it's just. I understand why they're doing this, right? And don't I don't want anybody to get it twisted. Like, like I know why they're trying to do this. Like, they're trying to you know do what they did in the territory system, and they right. feel like the world is for the taking. It's up for grabs and everything like that. Like, and but. For me- like I wouldn't say it's necessarily cool, but like, and I don't necessarily, I'm not exactly thrilled for it. But like, I understand that that or Vince feeling like he wants to do that. But like, if you want to do that, have a fucking plan. Like, how do you? Yeah. How do you just say I just want to buy it? What you gonna do with it? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, okay. Here I'll sign. No, but like, <sighs> and then and then the the story you hear about like they were going to. D- d- like the the carrot on the stick was they were gonna fly all the women to to new or new, wherever the hall of fame is this year tampa or, or what whatever year eventually and then and bring put, them in for wrestlemania put, weekend put them into the wwe hall of fame and it's like one i don't know if rossi can speak a lick of english <laughs> so i don't know how that's gonna work as far as a tv show and then two what? Why would he give a flying fuck about you know the WWE, the WWE Hall, of Hall of Fame? And you know, is it, like, like okay, so I'm going to a wrestling Hall of Fame. Okay, so like, who's bro? In it? Ima- imagine the air the the arrogance that it takes to say we will induct you into our Hall of Fame that does not exist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even I wouldn't even think of them on that those terms, but I'm thinking like, you know. Like, like you know, Rossi's a you know huge wrestling fan, huge and huge in the lucha. Like, 
he's gonna he's gonna look down, let's see all the inductees and see like half people he grew up loving aren't even there, and he's be like, this fraudulent fake ass Hall of Fame, <laughs> like this two or this you know this seven dollar bill ass Hall of Fame. I don't want to go wow. into this shit. This shit ain't prestigious. This is some shit, y'all. This is capping ass Hall of Fame. I'm good. So yeah, yeah. It's just, it's hey. just for me. And another part of that thing of it is like, okay, he he W or um. Stardom has to mind. Let me just count them off. Uh, Azumi, Starlight, uh, and the uh, Ruka. That's four, or that's three. And then he has six minors. Mm-hmm. He has six minors on his roster. What are you gonna do to say? Oh yeah, like I want to sell them off. Like what are you gonna do with them? Oh well, you know we have a rule about like under a certain age. That's another thing. Like they would have the men net. Like what are they gonna do? Fire Momo. Right, because she's nineteen. Right, I mean, because I think they have a rule like they have to be at least like twenty or twenty one. Like, so they would have fired like Momo, Azumi, Starlight Kid, uh, the the Hannon sisters, and and Roka. Like, they've been like, it would have been a it left a lot of people like it would have been all fucked up situation if he had done that. I mean, I'm not saying that that would have necessarily been something that stopped, but like, I'm just thinking of like if they had went forward with this, like all this, all like the the levers that would have been pulled to you know to facilitate this thing happening, it would have been like. That'd have been like some that have been some really like heartbreaking type shit. Um, yep, I, I would have been I would have been devastated. Like just like yo, so we we finally get into stardom this year. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Watching it, right? Covering it, <laughs> learning about the wrestlers, <clears throat> having favorite wrestlers uh, in the promotion, and WWE comes in and fucking tries to crush that too. Oh my god, I would have been distraught and just like. Yeah, I'm just glad it's another L they had to take. And I will just take this victory lap and say, <laughs> fuck the WWE. Like, it's like, it's too much, bro. Like, so with Bushi Road purchasing it, uh, nothing really is going to change for fans of stardom. Um, well, I think the, I think the well. only thing that, that is out there right now is like, you know, in Japan, stardom becomes so big, it, it makes it tough for the rest of the Josie scene, scene to compete. That's where I was going to get at. That's where I was going to get at. Like, so they were already um, more successful than everybody else, especially to amongst Western fans. And now they're about to start doing like the like the Cinderella term is going to be in Oda City. Like Oda City is where they had the fucking um, the anniversary show this year in mm-hmm. Japan. Like I think it's like four thousand people's capacity or something like that. Like they're. Mm-hmm that's next April, like late April. So, um, like that's where they're taking this. I think the last time they did a show, like with thousands of people or multiple thousands of people was like, um, 2013 where like EO won the belt, the red belt for the first time. And she was on, she was second from the top because the biggest star they ever had was retiring. So it was like, um, that's, that was 2013. Like that's, so to see that they're going to kind of have that kind of ambition, like that's that's pretty cool. Um, and then you know, with all the money that we're throwing to them, you're thinking like, how is the rest of Joshi going to like keep from getting poached more than they already were? Like, you think of before this year, right? B B wasn't signed; she was a guy, uh, a foreigner that came in. Um, Hannah wasn't full time. They didn't have. A, um. Uh, what's her name? Orissa. Not Orissa. 
because Arissa was coming back from being retired, and she was originally trained by Stardom and, and then left after her first. Mm. Uh, oh, uh, Miyagi, Miyagi was was in Sendai, and then she just and then she came over here this year, um, and then after like a month or two, she decided to become full time. Um, because I'm assuming part of it has, has to do with the connection with uh, Kagetsu. Uh, Riho, Riho was in Go to Move, was in uh, Go to Move, and then like did a, a couple shows in AEW. And then what do you know? She's she's in Stardom now. She's a, she's a, the high speed champion. Like, there's already poaching going on with Stardom because Stardom, you know, is doing so well. And then now, like that, they have just instead of like outpacing them, they are now lapping people. As far as the resources they have, like going forward, so like, what's next? Like, is it gonna be like Sari shows up, Miyu Yamashita, like everybody from everybody good from motherfucking like Tokyo Joshi Pro? Like, all of a sudden you see like, what is Shogun? What is Shogun Nakajima and Miyu Yamashita and like uh, Yuka Sakazaki all doing here? Like, yeah, wait, they might be targets. Of, and uh, I guess it's Sari. Uh, like, oh, that yeah. might be NXT Japan. Yeah. You know. Well, she so, Sari, the, the price of the brick for Sari, wherever she goes with Diana going or up. Sendai, the price of the brick is going up for her. Like she, she, she found the right time to stumble into free agency or not stumble into. Yeah. She's always been freelance. Were you my point? Um, like yeah. what happens when all of a sudden like Hiroyo Masamoto's like, you know what? I'm tired of doing death matches this year in different places between Oz <laughs> Academy and, and and working Sendai. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna like go to Stardom again or. Or and stay there, or I'm going to go to whatever the WWE NXT Japan thing is. Like, there's a lot of that whole like niche of wressling, women's wrestling in Japan. Like, I just should start to explode. Like, it's going to explode, and and names going to start coming off the board. It's going to be interesting where people start landing now because, like, with this NXT Japan thing and the freelance nature of a lot of uh, of Joshi wrestlers. In all that shit, two, all that shit's like, about to and like these comp, these contracts are gonna start getting written real. It's gonna be real complicated. And Stardom's position usually has been they've wanted to be neutral, um, but now with Bushi Road, like who's to say that that's possible? Like you know, can't be. Um, so I don't know if WWE is gonna be able to have people going over there for tours and they you know, could we just assume because of look at they won't, history right. that they just say no nah, we're done fuck you right right so i mean that's even more <laughs> so i advise uh tony to get on the phone and and try to start smoothing this thing out and <laughs> and and you know try to you know shuffle some folks back and forth because I'll, I'll say like this like viper was expected to come back uh piper nevin yeah. Um, you think she's coming back? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Chief. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but L for WWE. I'm, a good day. I'm I, I I'm happy on one end, but I'm also because even though like I don't watch that much Joshi outside of Stardom, I'm still aware that it's there, and there's a lot of a lot of talent around um around the country still. So I'm wondering, like, is it going to all of a sudden, like, you know, some of these places are, you know, we I show you, like, they go to move stuff, like, they wrestling on mats that are like, you know, eight by four and shit, or twelve by six, yeah. you know, and and occasionally they'll ha- have shows where they actually have a legitimate ring, but like, there are places that are, like, you know, just pop ups almost, and 
a lot of the people they have access to are just going to be off the board and like not everybody has necessarily uh, the best JoJo system and so like some only places are going people will be put out of business eventually like with stardom getting this big and WWE coming in and then AEW wanting to pull certain talents here and there like mm-hmm. so like that market is about to be destabilized and we'll see what happens in the aftermath of it and I wonder I, I hope that like you know stardom gets big enough to where like they can be big and like carry some of that, but like it's still like people. Are gonna, one, some people don't even one, put out, one would put think out the, the, the jobs on this shit. It's gonna suck. One would think the best case scenario would be stardom would recognize their role in what Japanese wrestling will be, and this is like very. This is what I'm saying is like is very unrealistic with how <laughs> things is, work. So it'd yeah. be like to take care, be like, okay, we'll send you somebody. Like we'll 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 be like caretakers of the scene because like if they don't do it, then someone else is gonna like try to come in. So like maybe like I, I think they should try to look into being that of sorts. But see, um, the, the the thing is, that's I some agree. we are the world. Look, that's some we are the world shit. That's right. not. And, realistic and then you look at the history of stardom and it's for the most part it's not there like they don't collaborate like that like unless they unless it's something that they quote unquote need they don't really like you know oh let's send i don't know let's send tam nakano or konami to uh i don't fucking know uh let's send let's send them to uh uh oh, what's it called Let's send them to Wave. Let's send them to um, JWP. Like, that doesn't really happen. Like, Mm. let's send them to Marvelous. That doesn't really, that is not really a thing. So, you know, it's, they have people that they'll bring in or whatever else, freelancers or whatnot, but like, they don't often send people out unless it's like, something special. Like, oh, okay, they're about to do one of those, um, Kabashi shows or whatever else. So we'll send Kyrie out there to go face like um, Mako or EO goes out there to go some, do some triple threat match with like uh, Horio Masamoto or someone else. Like outside of special occasion, mm-hmm. don't really do that. So that's based off the history. I'm assuming like, yeah, it's, it's, it's about to get real ugly. Mm. So like, I'm happy for stardom because I love stardom and yay, that's going to be more talent for me to watch and that kind of thing, but, and possibly more shows and, you know, um, the more money for the wrestlers and like the wrestlers aren't beholden to these, you know, these meet and greets after the shows and like they're on contracts and hopefully, you know, and and more women fans, that'd be helpful to kind of get away from some of the, you know, the things we think we have assumptions are happening in some of these exchanges. But I'm also looking on like the there are going to be bodies left right in in the wake of this. So yeah. <sighs> so I guess it's time to move on to the uh, Monday's Cork and Hall show. You saw the white belt and red belt matches, right? I did. I did. All right. Shock. So talk about. Uh, sh- shock. Uh, B Priestley retains the championship over yeah. her, uh, the big draw, Hannah Kimura. Yeah. I like the match at the end. Like it picked up at the end, yep. uh, really, really good. Uh, yep. B got about three or four streamers thrown away. So I guess she's get she's See, four times is over. That's she's not fourth. fair. 
that's she's not fair. four times as over as she was. She got like twelve. Stop this. <laughs> you you out, here, you out here sandbagging her count. She got like twelve because I looked and I was like, wow, this is like the same number she got like at the last Corican for the final of the uh, of the Grand Prix. So like it's continuing. Like it worked. Like the man. You know, the, the gatekeeping guys and like that that who do you who know it worked but yeah um unbelievable I, I really um, enjoyed the last half of this match really enjoyed it I especially loved um I think is yeah there's a spot where she uh, B gives Hannah the that fisherman German suplex deal that she does yeah um and then she like she basically rolled up fighting spirit and then like she went to charge or. B made this face where she was just shot that Hannah just got up. Yeah. And then she went to charge at B and B just V triggered her face off. Yes, and, and she was kicking out at one and all this yes, other shit. Like, like yeah. I, I, I love that. Like from character standpoint, and I think this is something that um Hannah definitely has always got. It's just like the wrestling wasn't there with the the character and the fire and the charisma. But this is my favorite, like I think when she's on top of somebody, when she has the advantage in the match, and she's basically like uh, pump kicking and or face washing people. I think she's really good, like having advantage in a match. But working underneath, she's not as good at. So like her firing up there, like that was a moment that like got me, where I was like, this is like you know, aside from like the two matches she had with Momo at the end of the tournament with and also with uh, Mayu, like this is it. Like this is like you can you can make this. A champion like you can you can rely on this like but mm-hmm. like the end of that match the beginning of the match when they're doing the brawling thing like, I, I hate hannah's brawling in the ring or around the ring and all that stuff so that doesn't for me that's just like uh but in the ring like that moment like that got me it was like yes like i finally yeah. saw why everybody else loves this woman so much like aside yeah from, I, know, I like hannah a lot western stuff she does so like i definitely yeah. got it I, I like the fact she went back to like a regular hairstyle kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, she she let the bread, the micro braids go. Oh, you man. know, so uh, you know I can fully root for Hannah again. This is you know I have never once on any of these shows talked about Hannah with the box braids, with the with looking uh, whatever. But I, I you you took it there. All right. Yeah, okay. you know, and then you know the white belt match. You know, Hoshiki's uh, the excellence continues. Um, so this match started. It seemed like Arisa was out of control. Like I don't know what the fuck was going on. Like the first five to seven minutes, it seems like she was like just a half a step like ahead, and then guess who was like slow your ass down. Like <laughs> like huh. some of the moves were like kind of just not. Right, but when they settled in uh, after you know Hazuki or uh, excuse me, Kagetsu started doing all those dives and shit, um, this got real good real fast. And at the end, uh, Arisa's just like a superhero. It's like there's nothing that will keep her down. She's kicking out after the mist and the and the 450 splash, and she makes uh, Kagetsu. Sp- the mist straight in the air after a V trigger and she just got pissed and, and screamed at the top of her lungs and Brazilian kicked the fuck out of her at the end like it was just like god damn y'all 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 good and Kagesu came out there in, in the white outfit she, she was she was excited to be wearing the white and um you know 
it looks like she's going to be facing Jamie next. I, I believe B is facing Mayu, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I was going to say that, but yeah. So the the improbable runs ha- have continued. Like it, the like every time I, I picked against B, so I guess I, I'm going to stop picking against B until it happens or whatever. Because I thought Tommy was going to beat her. I thought Hannah was going to beat her. And I was proved incorrect in both both yeah. times. And um, I, I don't know the pattern, which is fine. I don't need to know the pattern. Uh, but Arissa, once again, uh, and, you know, I love as soon as she hits, hits her finish, she, that pageant music starts. And, you know, it's a celebration. And she looks so happy. Yeah, um... I thought it was a great match. I don't like this match as much as, say, the Tam match or the Hazuki match or the even the Jungle match. But um, it was a great match. I would, I'd give it four stars. I'm assuming most people would give it over four stars, too. Um, so, I feel like she performed better in this match. Um than she has in previous matches and even the ones that I mentioned. Um, but what I didn't like in this match was all of, how do I say this? I never for a single second in this match believed that Kagetsu could actually beat her. Hmm. So I don't know if that's a me thing or if because I've watched this match twice now. Um, I watched it uh, on Wednesday, and then I watched it uh, like an hour ago, or two, or probably like thirty minutes before we started this this, this show. So mm-hmm. I just I never bought for a second that she was ever going to beat her. Um, so maybe that's just me. Maybe it's a me thing, but like I just never bought it. And I don't know that maybe that's just me. I don't know. Do you, yeah. How do you feel about it? Do you think she's ever going? Do you think she's going to put her away when she hit the uh, the fourth splash? I mean, when she hit her with the mist and the, not the ref out the way, I was like, "Huh, maybe." And then she kicked out. I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I see what's going on here." Um, I did get my Stardom DLC uh, on Fire Pro, <laughs> so I've been playing with with Arissa and Brazilian kicking folks. I actually ran the. Uh, could guess who match? I, I think I had a uh, 99% match with them, so that was fun. Uh, I've got two versions of Hanukkah one with the hair, one without. Um, I've got the, uh, I've got, I want to say the, uh, I, I, I ran a Mayu versus Momo match. They have all the themes in there, so you can hear all, all the music that, that from, from each wrestler okay, as you so like. What I, what I need to ask you is when they, whenever you have a title match, I need to figure out if they have like the the championship Mayu music. Have you ever heard the championship Mayu music? I have not. Okay, so you remember how, and I, this is the same exact expression I had at Stone Cold Steve Austin when he heard the Sami Zayn music. He's like, what the fuck is this? It's so happy. <laughs> like, it it is like. It is the ultimate, this should have been something that was on Mario Kart 64 or one of these Mario Kart GameCube games or whatever else. Like, mm-hmm. it's so happy and it's like uh, triumphant in a, in a sense or whatever. It's just like, but anyway, it, back to the Mayu thing. So, 
BB's Hannah, and she says, you know, I've beaten Kagetsu, I've beaten Hazuki, I've beaten Konami, I've beaten... Fought them all I've up. Beaten, I've beaten Utami, and I sent away your precious... I don't think she said precious, but your precious Hannah. I've beaten everyone. And I thought to myself... Kimo, I don't done it all. In my mind... Or she said, so who who else is left? So, at the time when uh, Momo beat Mayu in the final night of uh, of, the, of the Grand Prix, Mayu was 4-4. Four and four. But the only time she actually got finished or hit with a finishing move or made to submit and then pinned or, or made to tap out was that match against Momo. She lost to Saki when Saki hit her with a roll-up, her, her signature roll-up. Um, Hazuki hit her with the Hazuki straw, her Lamai straw cradle. Mm-hmm. And then she got pinned by Natsu when Natsu hit her with Saki's roll-up and then turned into a storyline saying, like, your weekend gets... You get rolled up, and so I'm just used Saki singing, and, like, they turned into a feud between uh, Saki and uh, Natsu, where they basically say, like, whoever wins our match in a couple nights, like, becomes the owner of Saki's move, because Natsu's a dick. So, I've I've always thought, like, wow, she... Yeah, she lost... She's... She is three and th- or four and three going to the last show, but like she never got pinned or or hit with a move and pinned, and then Momo did it, and then we you know then we get to this thing and all of a sudden like my, <laughs> so flash forward to after B says I beat all these people, there's no one left. I thought to myself like Mai's been pretending this tournament even though she went four and four, like she got snuck three times, but mm-hmm. she never got she only got beat once. Mm-hmm. That's that's convenient. I wonder if they're gonna do anything with that. So. And that was, you know, back then when during the G1 or after the, uh, the the Grand Prix. So flash forward to the B thing. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking like, it's going to be Mayu. It's going to be Mayu. Please be Mayu. And then all of a sudden they zoom they they zoom out to another camera angle and there you see it. The black t- the black adult men's medium tall tee. <laughs> <laughs> And Mayu comes out with arms crossed, and the crowd says, Mayu, 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 and they're happy. I literally watched it live. I put my hands above my head as if I was Jerry Rice scoring a touchdown. I was so goddamn happy. I was like, Yes, I've been waiting for this shit. Like, they, they've kept her away from any of these titles for months. She's been doing tag stuff. She hasn't really been doing much except for the G1. And uh, the G1. Until the Grand Prix, she hasn't really been doing singles matches at all. This is a perfect time. And it's been a year since uh, she lost, you know, her title shot after winning last year's Grand Prix. It's been a full year she's had a title shot mm-hmm. for a white belt or red belt. This is it. So, she gets in the ring, she says... I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Can I please have a title shot? And then, Damn, and then please. Uh, and then uh, B said, "Yeah, let's do it." And I was like, "I can't wait, please!" Like you, you have. You think of the booking and the manipulation, the crowd manipulation that Rossi has done. 
B's not over the way I want her to be over. I make her the gatekeeper at the end of the sh- of the uh, G- of the Grand Prix to get you to like her more or to or for her to be more over. It worked. She's even you know she even got streamers against Hannah, who Hannah's top draw. But Hannah, even during that match, I'm watching. I'm like, she she has something, but she's not there yet. She shouldn't be the red belt champion. Mm-hmm. They send her away. She can be the red belt champion another another time. And then you have this thing where, like, she felt, or you have this storyline with Mayu right there, and it's just like all of a sudden you look up and it's like, wow, it's been a year she's had a title shot, and she was coming back from losing a title um, because of an injury. That sucks. And now it's there, it's all there again. So it's like, and you're, and the idea is they just sent away Hannah. Everybody is going to be against me, Priestley, on this show, this next Kurgan Hall. Like, they, they were able to get her more over and then like they're gonna like not like her and be totally partisan crowd on a much similar to um this Monday show. Except it's gonna be even worse because like they just sent away the one like they super duper like. It's just she's not ready yet. Like so the Mayu thing, like, this is great. Like I would have liked it for them to somehow figure out how to make this be the year end show, but whatever. We're here now. Uh-huh. So like November fourth, I think. Get ready. So- so I heard there was a there was a good tag match on this show as well. It was like yes. the Momo and Mayu, yes, uh, uh, Momo, team against yes. or excuse me, Mayu and uh, Saki, Saki against Momo and Azumi. Yes, right? it was very good. I probably give it like three and three quarters. Yeah, they um, it just it was like what I exactly what I imagined. And um, when we did the preview for the t- uh, tag tournament, just you have a great tag team. And then you have Mayu with another wrestler that's good. She's not great, but she's good. And they just went out there and they tried hard. They didn't do any goofy shit. They just had a good ass match. Um, so so yeah, like that. It was it was. I mean, they had three really good matches. They had three great matches on the card, or matches that were great at times anyway. So that's that's. I thought it was a good Cork and Hall show. Um, the undercard stuff. Um, with. The undercard. How, how did um the the tall wrestler, oh, the, the rookie, Saya. do against Tam? Yeah, it's like a three star, three flat star match. It was good. Mm. Um, basically, she has a lot of heart, but like it's funny to see Tam like basically no selling and doing the you know you're a young lioness um thing to like this woman that's just towers over her and is throwing down forearm shots yes. and you're like nah you hit the ropes you throw another drop kick and I'll no sell it like I, I, I just thought it was funny because of the size discrepancy but like they made it work and um it wasn't all I thought it was going to be because especially because like Tam had like a three and a half three and three quarter star match with freaking Avery um at the mm. end of the Grand Prix so I think that um, with the language barrier that was in place in that match, and then, um, like what I've already seen out of Kamatani, I thought they would have been able to have a match that good. It didn't reach there, but like, basically, like you got you're, you're going to be good, but like I still put you away. So yeah, um, but it was fun. It's cool to see Tam like when she's. It, I think Tam would be a great fashion leader, but. It's probably never gonna happen. Yeah, like you see her. So I, you watch I, her show. To I show. think we just. Oh, sorry. Well, you watch her show. To show and like, she is such. She take. She basically like is taking care of everyone. The in the fashion except for Arissa, right? So it's like 
and she's more and she seems like she's more into that than even like Mayu is so you feel like she would be a great t- faction leader but like that's just not for her cause she's a upper mid carter yeah I, I think uh Emmy Sakura will be on AEW this Wednesday so she may be facing Britt Baker but not sure mm. oh so she's so, doing another job to Britt huh yeah she, you know. <laughs> tap to the mandible claw again oh, yeah maybe um <laughs> or maybe she's on AEW dark I don't know so they, they haven't announced it but um yeah I so I, is, is that it <laughs> yeah, I think that's it I think that's it I think that's it yeah man yeah. um yeah I, I the the Arissa white belt this was her sixth defense Wait, is it okay? Let's see. Uh, she, I, I, I was watching a promo after the match. Okay, I'm she said this was her sixth defense. Tam, uh, Hazuki, uh, after Hazuki is Jungle. Uh, oh, she had a white belt match against um at Russell Queendom two against a girl. I think her name was can't remember, but the match wasn't good, and I don't think it was Arissa's fault either. Um. Then the Kagetsu match, and then she had a match against Avery, or Avery, Avery and then Kagetsu. So yeah, that is six. Yeah, yeah. So man, uh, so she, so how many of these these uh, women have had better years than Seth Rollins? Ooh, jeez. I think that's a good place to wrap it up, James. Um, we good? Oh, it's a rhetorical <laughs> question. Is it a rhetorical question or a real question? Because I can answer both. It. Look, both. Okay, like? so Mayu's had a better year. Let's go faction by faction. Mayu's had a better year. Tam's had a better year. Arissa's had a better year. Uh, let's move to let's move to Tokyo Cyber Squad. Konami's had a better year. Um, Jungle's definitely had a better year. Um, Hannah might have caught up in the G, uh, now, but like Seth is such a be- so much of a better re- like this is basically strictly on, this is strictly on output. But um, mm-hmm. he might I think it might be close uh, now. Um, and Odeotai, uh, Odeotai, that's Kagetsu's definitely had a better year. Hazuki's definitely had a better year. Um, Queen's Quest, Momo's almost fucking crushed him. Uh, <laughs> uh, U- Utami might have a, it probably does have a better year than him, even with like the two injury layoffs, which is like that is very damning. Uh, Azumi might be be close. B's had a better year, and Azumi might be close. So, yeah. Boy. Yeah, he wouldn't be top 10. So, next time y'all see Seth uh, running that cap up on Twitter, which I heard there there was some mocap that he was talking about with Kenny today, I think. He's arguing with Kenny after Kenny has uh, three (sighs) four star matches in 10 days, and he has like three four star matches in the last. 10 months <laughs> I think he said something like when Kenny's done with the minor leagues he can beat me at Wrestlemania or something like that so I think he's just you know blowing smoke out his ass he also like had said like Matt Riddle sucks or something like that so I don't know uh, old, old stuff you know so we had to bang on him a little bit here so you know how many people in NXT have had better years than Matt Riddle or than uh, Seth Rollins Riddle's definitely on that list Rid- Matt Riddle has crushed Seth Rollins uh, this year Yes, um, Gargano's Cole, crushed. Gargano Cole crushed. Um, Io, Io, yeah, yeah, 
he has he'll definitely be uh, should be ranking uh, you know wrestler of the year for then above Seth. Yeah, uh, dude. I mean, if you want to look at it, Shayna's might have had Shayna might have had better year than him too. Boy, because he got because Spicy. she got to wrestle because she got to wrestle Eo. Spicy, yeah. Spicy, um, yeah. So Walter. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's not even close. Uh, done. Uh, bait. If you include the tag matches, absolutely. Um, boy, unbelievable. It's Keith Lee, Dijakovic. Just by them wrestling right, themselves. Man, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like shit. So, we saw. What did we give? Was that four and a quarter we gave to that that um that Largo loop match between Keith Lee and, and Adam Cole? I gave it four and a half. Okay, well I gave four and a quarter. Well, so there you go. Like that's that's nah, man. Don't 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 do this, Seth. Like even even if you're in your own company, like Daniel Bryan's had a better year than Seth. Becky's Easily. had a better year than Seth. Roman is Roman. Keep it up. Um, he's gonna have a better year than Seth. <sighs> Woo! Yeah, man. So, yeah, yeah Seth Rollins ain't gonna love in these streets uh, right now. So, yeah, Kofi's had a better than Seth. Yeah, man. Like when Seth comes out here with that zero star match against Corbin, and then this minus five star match with Bray Wyatt. No, I'm just saying. Let's do this, right? My God! The two gaunt or the gauntlet match, WrestleMania thirty five, elimination chamber. What what does that have to talk about? The AJ match and the Brock match. What else? It gets real. It gets real quiet. Yeah. Like we're, after that, we're not talking about four star match. We're talking about like three and a half type matches. Yeah, man, yeah. we can wrap this up. Yeah, and like, it. Yeah. and that's the end of, and like, look, it. A lot of that is the company not feeling like, hey, maybe we have this guy that's one of the best wrestlers in the world. How about we don't have great matches with him? Uh, but it it don't help when like you're underperforming, quote unquote, and it's not your fault, and you want to cap like we don't see that like you're not. The output's not there. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so that's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you use and listen to this. Tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends at powerslam.tv, the independent sponsor of the show. If you're a fan of independent pro wrestling, they have over 5,000 hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial. Don't forget to re- visit prowrestlingtees.com slash social suplex and pick up some official social suplex podcast network merchandise be sure to check out the other shows on the social suplex podcast network on sundays we have this show one nation radio on tuesdays or mondays we have keeping it strong style on wednesdays we have the ricky and clive wrestling podcast and on every other wednesdays we have grumman washes shit on thursdays we have getting the ring and on saturdays we have all things elite thanks for listening one more thing um what the hell was I? Damn, I just lost it. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, Social Suplex, five-year anniversary. Uh, congratulations to us. Uh, Jeremy in particular, starting Social Suplex. There will be a, like, how we got here, how we how Social Suplex was created podcast coming soon. Everyone, I believe Jeremy talked about it on Keeping It Strong Style. So we're going to be getting together 
and setting that up for y'all soon. So, okay. Anything else? No, nah, that's it. Uh, try not to uh, lose your damn minds on Twitter this week, but if you do, uh, don't lose. <laughs> Stop that. Later. Yeah. Please. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.